Howdy, CEOs, and welcome to Pair Talks Prun, a prosperous universe podcast aimed at delivering you a little bit of entertainment, some knowledge, and some insights into the happening of prosperous universe. Today, I am your host, C Pair, and we got a great episode for you today. Uh, with me today, uh, that's my guest host uh, slash guest is Lex Ander, and he is from Nascent Mercantile or Corporation, and he is on the podcast today. And we're just uh, we just got a few topics of discussion around the old proverbial water cooler. But before we kind of get into that, let's take a rocky roller coaster look into what is the tier one consumables market. So, Lex. Before we get into that, actually, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of how long you've been with the corporation, how long you've been playing the game, and and just kind of a little background on that? I'm getting right up about 90 days. Of course, I'm starting to have to deal with getting my original refineries are starting to need repair and things like that. My uh, So I've been in the corporation almost as long. I think I joined maybe the first week of yeah. the game. But- <laughs> That's yeah, pretty quick. I was just pretty quick. I, yeah, I remember catching. I, I put something on the global channel, and you responded, and that just sort of naturally led to Aww. ending up in the corporation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, what's what's got on the Discord watching you guys go? I was like, oh, okay, you know, sounds. You have a plan. You had an idea. I thought, uh, to me, and we'll talk. I know you want to talk about it later, but to me, the the benefit of having a clear plan and idea was was really very appealing. And so I joined then. Uh, I originally started my very, very first company. I can't even remember the name of the planet. It was almost a terrible choice. I think it was uh, like iron production or just something that's going to make me like, something's going to make me like $100 a day. day or, yeah, something <laughs> terrible, right? And then I, I sat there and I looked at the materials because it's real new to the game. And I, I noticed the fuel was, you could produce a lot of it and the inputs were cheap. And in particular, I looked around and realized, okay, this is much better. And so I became a fuel producer yeah. on Katoa, probably like hundreds of other people, clearly. <laughs> and it, you know, if you actually watch the market, oh, it's like dear. there's three good markets and one bad market for it. But, <laughs> oh, what's that, but, Lex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what one guess? But it, that actually worked out really well. Uh, I would say for the first month and a half, I was getting about 13 a unit. So if you think about my inputs were cheap and my profits were good, so that really pushed an expansion of Katoa and then eventually started expanding markets, got involved in the corporation's ideas, ended up uh, farming on Harmonia is, is the next base. And then I'll probably extend out into manufacturing next. So manufacturing is such a complicated pipe. I'm still trying to figure out it is. exactly how I want to get in that. But So that's a little bit about me. I'm, I'm obviously new to the game. I'm not one of the big rich players. I'm just an average guy trying to figure out how to make a buck in the game, essentially. So in terms of the steam wave, did you come like a few months after the steam wave then? Uh, so I don't even remember. What, I, I wasn't May. real familiar it been with the May. steam wave. I don't think so. I I uh, think I picked this one up when I was on. I came through Steam, but it was because of uh, it came in on my daily. You know, I looked through those games you might want to yeah. play list. Yeah, and it it saw that I liked Factorio and baseball oh, games. Oh, there you go. And they're like, "Hey, you should go do this." And I looked at it, and I'm like, "It, it looked an awful lot like a, a version of Eve Online where you didn't shoot each other." Yeah, and that seemed very appealing. I enjoy these kinds of games, and so I started and uh, got got involved pretty quick. And frankly, you know, thankfully, I'm very uh, patient. Or the beginning would have been pretty frustrating. And, and you've heard me complain about, I think the new player experience can be challenging for new players. 
but you know, once you get past that, it's that'll be a podcast really series. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it's a frustration. I, one of my good friends is stuck there. He he's a uh, I think it's a uh, is it Prometer? I can't remember. But he's doing MCG production, and oh, for him okay. it's been. For him, it's been real slow, and he's just—he's, he, you know, he's, he doesn't have a lot of time to play. But yeah. as he's playing, he's just building up, and I can—I yeah. can sense that frustration of, okay, I log in once every few days, and I do one thing, and then I make a couple of bucks, and I repeat. Right? It's just the the full depth of the game is just not there for him yet, and, I, and that's unfortunate. Whereas, I would say, you know, and we'll talk about in the corporation phase. One of the things the corporation has done for me is opened up that sense of hey, there's so much more to do and so well, many exactly. ideas and plans, and so that it's really brought the game to I think a much greater level for me. So I'm exciting well, topic. And you know, um, it's it's interesting you bring that up because like a lot of people are like, oh, these these bigger veteran players are sitting at like thirty million dollars, and they're sitting on this money. And like, why not they start like opening up as a financial institution or a bank and like actually make this thing a reality, right? Because I think that's going to be a big thing. And I've actually been kind of theorizing about that. I was like, what if we got to the point where we could become a financial institution with inside Prosperous Universe? And I think the big thing is, is these bigger players may or may not be part of corporations, but also they have such a logistical burden on their hands already that they're like... I just don't have time necessarily to, you know, devote my time to like the greater community. Right. So yeah, it's interesting in the sense that when we talk about inflation and all this jazz that, you know, one of the big ones is investing, right. Is that like investing needs to happen with the mechanisms of, of inflation and with there not being any methods of getting credit in this game, it makes it a very complex sort of scenario where you're like, okay, yeah. Like your friend, for instance, if we gave him like $500,000 tomorrow, he would use that money to buy another base or to construct and construct and expand, right? Probably, I would guess. But then it's like, if there's that risk that like, what if we give it to, to average Joe over here, right? And it's like, oh, but then he quits the game like three weeks later, right? So it's, it's tough to be like, you know, oh, we're going to give you this money, but like the expectation is that at least we want to see a return on investment with inside the community, if you get my drift. And I I read a comment from someone on one of the Discord boards that said players that are given a large amount of money to begin with quit very quickly. Well, there's uh, and lack I lack of challenge, yeah. Well, it, it's not even that. I said, my suspicion is the real challenge in this game is not the bases, it's the logistics. And if, yeah. if I hand, if I handed you a bunch of money and plunked down four bases, and you didn't really understand the problems of how to supply and maintain and manage those bases, it's gonna be you freaking you'd be hard. done. Yeah, I my second base, you know, I it took me a week and a half to figure out how to get my ships to sustain Harmonia. And so I do this route between Katoa and her and the Antari Station, and then I go to Harmonia, and then I go back, and it just, you know, that takes basically seven days. And I've, I've figured out how to time it and do all the steps in the middle. But that took me two weeks to figure out. And I had a couple of occasions, you know, the, you the disaster. Mistakes. Yeah, yeah. you show you show up and, and your refinery is at 10% satisfaction. And uh, it's going to take, yeah, <laughs> take 20 days to produce anything. And you're like, well, yeah, the ship will get there in a day. But, yeah. it, but that sense of, you know, I wasted an entire day's production because I just didn't have the resourcing in place. And, and that's on a very simple, you know, very thought out plan. So, but I, but I will say, yes, the, the lack of capital is, is a definite challenge. 
There's really that plus right. the, the, yeah. the the difficulty of collecting goods, the difficulty of having enough money to buy anything. I mean, these are it's a it's a tough economy. Even even if you're doing well in it, it's it's not an easy economy to manage. No. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's let's dive in here. Speaking of economy, yeah, let's dive into the weather report. And yeah, today's kind of weather that you wanted to bring to everybody's attention was the market, the Gallerite market. It looks like. Um, so you kind of mentioned that the market had collapsed. Can you go a little bit further into that? If you actually look at the price in Bitten, of course, you could you can sell in other places, and I've actually done this, though the demand is not quite as good. If, the, if you look at the price of Gallerite and Bitten, it is almost at market maker price, yeah. which is a little which is a little strange. Oh, I, I, interesting. Yeah, I, I have some theories that, so Gallerite is so heavy that there's a lot of incentives to make it yourself. Uh, well, and, 100%, yeah. And, and this may be one of those situations where everybody's just started producing. They they put in all of their uh, extractors oh. and started getting it. And and if there was that steam wave, you know, because there I think there was a period there where fuel was worth a ton, and so it was. you really yeah. wanted to make <laughs> you wanted to make refineries. And so if everybody's <laughs> boosting refineries, it takes time for the the production of gallerite to catch up. And I just have a suspicion. You know, it's it's really only used basically for one thing. It's not a oh. it's not a particularly useful commodity. So let me it's ask not, you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you think? And this is kind of my theory here. And this is like a classic supply demand scenario. Where do you think that because fuel is the price it is now, people have turned off their refineries or switched production to something else, and they kept their extractors going on Katoa because you can only extract gallerite. So we're having an abundance of gallerite because of this. See, I I would think. See, the, the that's kind of a logical leap I made, but I feel the, like there's the something is, there. The ammonia market is not showing that process. If both ammonia, which is also produced mm. on Katoa, was was tanking, but but ammonia prices are actually pretty good. Like if you want to sell excess ammonia, you can get a pretty nice little profit on it right now. So the you're what seeing is that's really sitting at it right now. Uh, well, you could. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, so it's, <laughs> no, 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 it is a little more efficient on a per uh, like cost of space and resources. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up yeah. here. What, let's back yeah. up here. What if? But what? What if there's like this large? Because I've always known ammonia to be not like. Think of the recipe. Isn't it just one ammonia? So what it's, if people were like, oh, well, we need a lot more gallerite, so we're going to extract more gallerite and not produce ammonia as well. Yeah, you're right. It's just one. I've I've got that wrong. I was looking at the formula. You know, maybe I I the thing about gallerite is what surprises me is that it's so hard to ship. You would expect even the shippers would have there wouldn't be huge supplies of it just sitting on the market. But yeah, it just seems to be at very low demand. And it's it's one of those things where I don't worry about it. But it just the fuel no. market is is so fascinating because. You know, it's really one CX is good, three of the other ones, or one is really bad, three of them are really good if you go there and you deal with all the problems of getting there. But the inputs have, there's no consistency of the prices of inputs. And I really, it's one of those things where I would love to understand why ammonia is high and gallerite's low. It's like this, this that's probably the strangest, don't want to understand question for a fuel producer for me right now. And I'm sure there's a great answer out there. I, I but, would yeah. I would say maybe it's because I'm going to go back to my original theory that that people are producing a lot more gallerite than they are ammonia, right? And and that, 
But you're right. It, it, Galarite is, you're not wrong in your stating that Galarite is expensive to ship. Like it's heavy and it's just, yeah, right? So you're right. People are probably making like a loss on that Galarite to some degree at those prices. Yeah, I, I just sell it at that price because it sits in my base. Yeah, well, Not, same here. Yeah, you, same here. You can you can almost I'd almost pay you to take it, but you know I'm, I'm not that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a really good point. Actually, that's uh, that's a very interesting look into into that market, especially like considering the fuel market is the way it is. Like, uh, I don't even know, dude. Like, do you think that fuel is gonna ever come back? I I I don't know. I've I've been curious about. Obviously, I think that a lot of people got into it. At least there's a sense of there was a lot more production. I, That's what I keep my, hearing. <laughs> well, and, and it comes down to how much has the upgrades affected things, right? When you have bigger ships carrying more stuff, are you are people are people moving as much? Or are they moving as far as and moving mm. as often? I, I don't have any good sense of that. And you know, so it is. The thing is, even at the price in Benton, you can make money. It, it's not actually a losing proposition. It's not. I, if, I currently am doing it because I have refineries on there. And I'm making about nine thousand, give yeah. or take. So I I don't sell there except to cover a few little costs of things I want to buy there and have shipped, just basic parts and things. But for the most part, I send it off to Antares or I send it off to Moria. Yeah. The Moria had a somebody the the other day mildly annoyed me by putting an order in for a buck less and. The next day, everybody's orders were cheaper. So that kind of thing, <laughs> that kind of thing does happen, oh, right? <laughs> Risk of doing business, whereas it looks like the prices. Had I been a little more patient, I needed the money to pay somebody. I it, the price would have jumped back up, but I, I took a slight loss, a slight loss of opportunity. I didn't lose any money on the deal, obviously. But um, it's actually an interesting you know, analogy so. you bring up in the sense that, like, you know, uh, like when we put stuff. That's actually so fascinating. When we put stuff on the market, essentially we are kind of gambling with it to some degree. Where it's like, you know, the the gamble is time, right? So in the sense that it's like liquidation, right? Like I've actually had a pre, I have an example where I have some fim on the market right now, and I I'm just letting it sit at about nineteen hundred dollars, right? So I can sell each one of those things nineteen hundred dollars, but I recently had to like you just did had to liquidate a little bit, and I might have to liquidate again, right? And it's just that pressure that's very actually i never really think about it like that but it's uh, probably one of the advantages of, of having large amounts of money but well, i exactly oh 100 yeah i don't i like to keep my money moving though that's just it's, it needs to I be making more money all the time yeah. otherwise i'm i'm not so wealthy that i can go and sit and yeah it's it's, it's great if you got lots of money but you know it's just a, it's keeping score at that point no 100 percent. yeah no 100 percent all right. Well, let's move on from here. Unless, is there anything else in the uh, the old tier one consumables market that you found fascinating this week, or other weeks? No, not specifically. I mean, actually, you could you might talk about the 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 weird drinking water thing that happened for a while there that everybody was going crazy over, but I wasn't really part of that. The H two O craze. Oh yeah. 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 I I this... wasn't playing that game, but somebody else was. Yeah, well, yeah. So essentially, and I'll actually just bring up the uh, the charts here. Okay, uh, taking a look at the the drinking water charts here. What do we find? 
So you kind of said that drinking what? Yeah, yeah. Drinking water uh, has it, it definitely it's gone up, but it's actually pacified itself a little bit. These charts show that drinking water did take just a massive, massive spike in supply um, around. Uh, it's around like the beginning of September. We saw that big spike. We also saw that big spike in demand. And so really at the end of the day, we've been seeing both kind of trend lines showing that supply is increasing, which is nice. And probably we're going to see, looks like we are in a glut right now, but that's probably going to actually end. Like it looks like overall supply is increasing like to meet demand. So we actually might see the, um, we might see the price of DW go down if this supply trend continues. I certainly welcome that. Obviously, that's an input into all my primary businesses. So Yeah, we might see a decrease. Like, I mean, looking at the prices, uh, it, it does show that there's they're trending up. So slowly but surely, like if the trend continues, we might see them go to about like 80 by uh, in a few weeks here. So 80 bucks a unit. So... Who knows? That's my. There you go. That's my very first ever prediction. Eighty dollars a unit in a few weeks. C pair twenty twenty two. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so that's essentially what the kind of church showed me in terms of the drinking water and what's happening. The markets show that uh, CI one is leading the charge right now with like massive amounts of supply, um, probably from Etherwind, honestly, because that's actually where I'm going right now. I've actually set up. Uh, just today, actually, because I set up my third base uh, in Etherwind uh, to do drinking water. It's about forty forty seven thousand dollars a day in terms of my drinking water. So, yeah, it'll it'll get me more cash quicker, kind of thing. That's how I that's nice. how I saw that investment. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to go into fab production for the thing, but the day the day they're not bad, but there are some other cash options. Oh, have I you been thinking? I, I, I think about this all the time. So it is I think it's anybody better. It's like what's the next move and, and so I've actually been theorizing the possibility of whether or not I could get a closed loop and I've actually been looking through what it would take to do that. And of course it's it's quite a bit. Plastic production. Imagine. Yeah, just uh, essentially get get all the tier one consumables carbon. built and yeah. Yeah. So it it would take more bases than I have right now. And then there's a logistics problem, which is an interesting thing about this game. But yeah, <laughs> I did think about what if I could produce all of my necessary consumables and repair parts and then just everything else is profit. But the amount of time to get into it's pretty high, but I've been, but I've been looking at those kind of things. Um, I, I'm really thinking about a, a base on Demos next is, is really nice. where my thoughts are. Yeah. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. Well, Let's hop into our first topic around the water cooler. So this is the segment called Around the Water Cooler, where if you have a topic of discussion, uh, what we do is we post it with inside the water cooler channel of the podcast Discord, which there will be a link in the description. And essentially, it's just kind of a free-for-all where we discuss, argue complain, theorize, <laughs> what have you not, about just various topics around the Prosperous Universe Discord. Or di- di- Prosperous Universe Universe. <laughs> there we go. Um, so the first topic that is been kind of on 
the brains of people, and we kind of had a brief discussion at the beginning uh, after the last podcast, uh, was just kind of more talking about how is money in Prosperous Universe made. Um, so I have my ideas, and I know kind of how money is made, but Lex, do you have any ideas, like any other theories or thoughts about how money is made? Maybe you should just give people a basic, what, how is money made, Lex, in Prosperous Universe? Oh, so the things I know of the input, when a new player joins, a, a magic amount of money just appears in people's accounts, but it's really not that much if you actually look at it. Uh, really the only money source I've seen where money is actually created out of the ground, so to speak, is, is the market makers, and you have to sell those. Uh, other than that, I don't really know of any other, you might know of one, but I don't know of any other source where money appears in the economy that was not previously there. Um, and, and, and this uh, excludes... Well, uh, well, like all the... Well, you, you already mentioned the market makers, but that's the only... Are you talking about others? Other market makers? I don't... I, I know I don't I don't know of some other input source like the oh, selling to yeah. the market right makers brings money that was not previous in the game everything else is just traded between players exactly specifically. Yeah. so so there's no increase in the total amount of money so to my knowledge that's the only source of new money into the economy other than somebody logging in and creating an account and getting their little starting cash yeah other than that that you pretty much you have to do it that way and uh, it's actually kind of interesting because most of the markets wouldn't be valuable at that point. So there's a specific few that I think you end up having to sell to. Uh, for the market makers, you mean? Yeah, like it, yes, you, unless I, I in correct. a lot of cases, I yeah. couldn't actually get to the market maker. Like I don't have enough materials to yeah, sell yeah. down to the point where the market making price would be the one that actually clicked. Like yeah. a lot of the a lot of the tier one market makers, there's plenty of other buyers first. Yeah. So. You know, money's not really created much that way. No, 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 it really isn't. Um, no, hundred percent. And no, you you answered it perfectly. That's exactly it for all. Because yeah, definitely, there's going to be experienced players listening to the podcast, but there'll be new players that'll definitely be listening to the podcast and probably want uh, an inner look into how kind of the basics of where money is going and how money is made. Because uh, yes, there is kind of mints that exist out there called market makers, and they are like just infinite wells that we dump money into or resources into. They're both methods of removing value from the economy and, and bringing in value to the economy. So it's, yeah. Uh, well, I think, I, I think I would disagree with that statement. They bring yeah. money into the economy. <laughs> they bring right? money <laughs> into the economy. They don't take it out. <laughs> it's, it's, so, yeah, I, I just, I've got a very strong view that this is all just trades, right? So yeah. whenever, whenever you no, create something. Yeah, sorry. And it, it an extractor is just a trade, right? You you take a certain amount of consumables, and after a series of time, you get a certain product. And then, like pretty much everything in the game is one thing is is destroyed or gotten rid of or exchanged, depending on the context of, of what's going on. And something else is is given in return, right? So the money is just another thing, another commodity. It 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 has some useful properties, right? It, it so doesn't have wait a doesn't second. Have, yeah. No, 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 no. I love your theory. So. So okay, I'm 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 blowing this up. I'm blowing this theory up here that you got. This is a great theory. So are you telling me that like the the prosperous universe value base is continually expanding because of the fact that there's an interchange of like time. Time is being input. The input is time. 
Well, it, it's more that, so if you take the consumables, right? So if I'm, my refinery runs off of consumables, right? Including some certain inputs, but those inputs come from various devices, which you know, extractors, collectors, well, those expend other things. And the only reason this thing works is the total cost of producing those materials is less than the inputs, right? So you, if, you were to, if you were to close the circle, you would have a net increase of total materials. Yeah. Otherwise, we don't, otherwise, we'd just run out at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. So, the, so that total amount enters. And of course, if a player quits, everything they've got sort of disappears. But excluding you know, somebody just sitting in a base doing something or leaving it somewhere, the total amount of materials should be increasing over time. And money should be doing the same thing unless people are buying from market makers all day or there's a whole lot of fees being so, paid, right? So, but if everything's having a, like a financial inflation, right? Which like I've, I've argued, I've, I forget what your argument is, but like my argument is that inflation is not happening, simply put. Like it's just not happening. But like technically by this model of this like, like bigger model, inflation is happening on a financial level. It, it, so it depends, right? If the total amount of money is increasing at relatively the same amount of materials, like it, it's, if you want to sort of borrow the economic theory, right? If, if everybody has double the amount of money and there's double the amount of materials to buy and double the demand, then the prices should be relatively stable, right? That's They it, should, it's, but I'm talking about from yeah. a, so my, okay, okay, I get where you're going, but my, sorry, I forgot to add part two to my statement, whereby will there be a point where all of a sudden we all hit the market maker? Because there's the there's the ceiling market makers that nobody ever hits. Like when like when so much is being bought that market maker is the only person left. Yeah, so much is being sold. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, because I would say for some of the materials, we're already there. But we're not. Some are the, we? Yes, I mean, look at it's for tier the higher tier stuff. There's basically no market, and so sure. if there is a market. So if there is a market maker there, that's who you're selling to. And if there is a market maker there, that's who you're buying from, right? That's correct. So yeah, it's the, the tier one, the stuff that everyone can make, probably not anytime soon, if there's any demand for it. But it is one of those that that is one of those things that everybody's sort of focusing. I'm not saying everybody, but there's so, a lot of focus on the basic materials. I'm looking at an order book for D for drinking water in Benton space. So CI one, it looks like inflationary. Like you look at like the price bands and like, we are near, you mentioned that we're nearing in like these market makers. It's like, no, we're not. I look and like the market maker is sits at 121 CIS and the bottom market maker is 19 and we're at 70. Oh, so we're closer to the market maker than the uh, the the one we would sell to, but if you take like that Gallerite example, yeah, the price is basically market maker in that economy, right? So that's a, that's an example today. If you go, if you want to sell Gallerite at Benton, you're selling almost at market maker. The only reason you're not selling to the market is there's enough players that'll buy it at that price that you're selling to them instead. That's yeah, so it, fascinating. It, and I think I wonder, that's probably. So I wonder if inflation is actually happening. Well, not every product has those limits, but there are certainly products Correct. for which there yeah. these bands are in place, and you can't go any higher or lower. That, but yeah, so some of these products, you know, sky's the limit either way. In theory, right? It depends on yeah. what people are what people are willing to buy and sell at. But 
I, I don't know. I've, this is one of those things of being 90 days, it's hard to know just exactly yeah. how much prices have gone up. I will say the time I've been there, I haven't seen well, like, massive changes. Well, let me pull up the chart. I'm going to pull up a 180-day chart and tell you what's happened over 180 days. Um, it's a cycle. It's a, it's a sine wave. Like It's, it's currently yeah. going up right now. But it went right, down for a long time. That's the old commodities thing, right? The the cure for high prices is high prices. You know, the cyclical thing. You know, that when when the price goes up, everybody starts producing it. Yeah. Price goes back down. Right. When price drops low enough, people stop producing, <laughs> price goes back up. So sine wave is what you should see, or you would expect to see up to some point. The only problem is it's not easy for a beginning player to just completely shift their production. Like you don't have there's cost of, of shifting production that's pretty large, which is really the only thing that would keep so, that from happening. Here's one sink I found the other day. I found a new sink that we never talk about. And I've never talked about it before. I don't know if you knew this sink, and I've just been the dum-dum. But uh, did you know that planetary fees for administrative position, administrative programs, that's a, that's a financial void? I mean, there had to be some. So I'm did, not surprised. Did you know about that one? Uh, no. I mean, I've, I've assumed that there are fees in the game which cause Correct. that kind of thing. I've always thought the fees, like, so, like, production fees go to the government, right? Production fees go to the government. Uh, trade fees go to the government. Warehouses fees, government. Um, if there's no government, that's a void. It is a vo I don't even know if there's fees on... I actually don't know if there's fees on non-government planets. If anybody knows if there's fees on non-government planets, let me know. <laughs> um, yeah. I but, will say they... They seem to have done a fairly good job of keeping the economy away from everybody being so rich the price of everything has gone crazy. That's clearly not happening. The, sorry, what? We're not seeing a situation where, like, you know, EverQuest, where I just remember years ago, where it's like nobody would even take money at certain points. It was just like, hey, you got to trade equivalent goods because money's worthless. Like it can ha everybody Yikes. has so much of it that nobody. <laughs> but that that can happen, right? When when ever when the money is just entering the game. In fact, the, the I, that's actually why they started coming up with sinks in those games in the first place. Is some of the very first games didn't really <laughs> like, happen. Dang, this is how the economy actually works. <laughs> and, and so the economy got to the point where you couldn't really buy very much with the money. It just wasn't worth that much, and. But yeah, there seems to be enough things that keep money from just massively entering the economy all the time that I have not seen any evidence, and maybe you have, of just massive changes and just constant raising of prices. Everything's getting more expensive. And, and there's a lot of things, I think, that put money out of the economy, and there really are only a limited number of ways to get it in. But there seems to be enough that money doesn't disappear, but at the same time, it doesn't seem to just be nobody sitting around you know, at least most players aren't sitting around with hundreds of millions going, well, what am I going to spend it on? Well, so. and you know what? I think one of the big things is, is like, uh, you know, I dare say is like, and I'm going to bring it up again. <laughs> but um, I think it'd be really cool to start like a credit union in front. You know, I actually did that in a game. Yeah. Um, there's a game, Tales of the Desert. Okay. I started... I started a bank to the point where the game developer actually gave me the equipment to make it happen. Because <laughs> he was so excited that somebody, because it was a barter economy. 
And yeah. I, you know, and I'm like, let's start a bank. I mean, that people need credit. And the issue at the time was, well, how are we going to collateralize it? How do we know it's going to be safe? It was all the normal issues. Yeah. But it tur- but it turns out that because in that game everything had to be carried. Okay. P-P- the credit was this very tiny little item, and that's the difference in this game, right? The the one thing about money is it doesn't have any weight. You don't have to transport it. That sure. makes it unique. Well, right? that's a unique thing. That FX uh, trade I just did the other day would beg to argue. <laughs> fair, fair enough. But, <laughs> you talk about no weight. Oh, I felt it. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, but I I I'm interested in banking. I I think the you know to me I've I've actually been thinking about trying to get a loan. Well, here's how we would do it, essentially, is what you would do. Okay, get ready, podcast. This is how you do it. Thanks, podcast, for listening. Uh, Because this was such a long recording and such a great recording with my friend Lex, uh, we had to split it up into two parts. So tune in next time as you figure out how to make a credit union in Prosperous Universe, and we get uh, into the nitty-gritties about corporate life. Thanks, and see you next time.